You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. He certainly has a skill to make good good plays, um, good passes. He's he's very very aggressive in front of our net. Um, you know, he's he's a willing and able shot blocker. He's an excellent penalty killer, and uh, you know those are things that that we value. So, um, like like I said, there he he's really comfortable in the, in what he brings to the team every night, and and he does that. He shows up every night. Couple of Minnesota sports teams hyperactive yesterday in the transaction world. Wild landing a defenseman and the Twins possibly going to bring Marwin Gonzalez back. Boy, that world. That's right. You thought they were inactive. You thought they were just dormant. They might bring Marwin back. So we'll talk about waiting those in things. the weeds. That's what they were doing. Just just slow playing the so when, field. It, it's a Wednesday surprise, Marwin Gonzalez. <laughs> uh, write that down predictions and an accountability session today as well. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here to help business owners with the recently launched My Shield, the online client destination for risk management resources. As a business owner, think about how helpful it would be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Think about all the things that could involve risk with your company. Like, do you have company vehicles that your employees drive? Well, do you have a driving policy in place? How would an accident caused by one of your drivers affect you, your, com- your company, your community, your business, anything? Well, that's where MyShield comes in and helps you stay protected. You can find out more information at federatedinsurance.com or download the app. You can also just have a conversation with your Federated Insurance Marketing Representative as well. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. If we have guys that, that have been there before and, and um, you know, I've accomplished that. It, it can only help. And, uh, you know, Ian, Ian was a, an integral part of those wins, um, you know, as was Benino. And um, those are they're, they're guys that that uh, that have great value and um, and have a lot to offer. And I have a ton of respect for that. That's Billy Guerin talking about Ian Cole, who the Minnesota Wild traded for yesterday. And this is where. I'm going to need you guys to help me uh, understand Ian Cole's background. All I know, when I Google Ian Cole, and I don't know why Bill Guerin didn't bring this up when he was listing all the attributes. I know where you're going. He has an epic two-tooth gap and a ridiculously great and straggly playoff beard. I don't know why those aren't the first two things you mentioned. I think you hit on, I think the second thing is very important. The beard. The beard. The beard. The the beard. Playoff beard is important because the playoff beard signifies exactly why Billy Guerin went out and got Ian Cole. Yep. Um, This is a, so, so, um, Ian Cole, if I'm not mistaken, is going to turn 32 in February. Uh, The key with him is that, that the abs were trying to trim Cap space, okay, and facial hair. This trade, this trade did that. 
But the key with Ian Cole from the Wild's perspective is much like Nick Benino. He was on the two Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh back-to-back teams in 2016 and 17, for which Bill Guerin was the assistant GM. This is a move that continues the one, one part of what Guerin's done that I absolutely love, and there is, well, those teeth were there at one time. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm pretty sure a hockey puck uh, took them both out, perhaps in one fell swoop. Um, Bill Guerin continues to reshape this locker room consistently, and so the Beninos of the world, the Ian Coles, are guys that he knows. They're guys that have won, and they are guys who, as I told Dex on uh, the Judd's Hockey Show that we did immediately after Game 1 when the Wild rallied for a, a 3-2 win against the Kings, they are why I think that this team can be likable for the first time in I don't know how long this roster. So I'm I'm not talking about just how they play, too. I'm talking about the whole package, right? This provides a veteran infrastructure that changes the culture, to use your your favorite word, Phil Mackey, and Patrick Royce's least favorite mm-hmm. world. It changes the culture of a team whose culture had become basically an apparent to everybody, had become sullied, had become old, had become stale, um, that is why the Wild went out and got Ian Cole. Yeah, I think it's a fine move. Look, Ian Cole was honestly, a, a, he played a lot of lot of minutes with Colorado last year. He wasn't their top-pairing defenseman by any means, but he's a playoff veteran. He's someone who's probably going to be in the room that Bill Guerin really wanted to, uh, wanted to have in here. And you're only really, he's a little more expensive than Greg Patterson was, so that you basically swapped bottom-pairing defensemen. Colorado's retaining $800,000 of that salary. So Cole is on the books for $3.4 million for the Minnesota Wild this season. Um, I also think if the Wild are going to make a trade, let's just say it's Matt Dumba, to get the number one center you want to covet and get, Ian Cole can possibly slide up and fill some of those needs. So, so I, that, I, that was going to be my question. Yeah. Is this like is this like a – because when, when I first saw this come across, I was like, a defenseman, huh? Okay. They feel pretty stacked at that position. Are they are they making this trade as a precursor because they might trade one of their top defensemen, you bring up Matt Dumba, for a top line center? Right. That's that's where my mind went with this trade. That's a possibility, but I I think the most important thing is it continues to take a blowtorch to the old team. Yes. I that's the most important thing. Can you Bill, really take a full blowtorch to the old team as long as Zach Parisi and Ryan you can Suter are like gonna be forty years old and still under contract you, at some point? You, Basically, what you do is you put so many veteran Garen type guys in that room, Phil, that that uh, the old guard that's left is just left to sit there and try and contribute, but their but their voice is gone. So, and actually, I want I want to go deep on that. Personally, I should say because I think I think a lot of people who are who are watching or listening to us uh, throughout the last couple years, whenever we talk about the Wild, and obviously, like you drop hints about. Suter and Parisi, and you've you've expressed your disdain for some of these veterans that have just hung around on the roster. And Koivu was around for a long time. Yeah, comfort. But I think I think the majority of Wild fans look at that roster and look at the room and the dynamics, and they see Zach Parisi and they see Ryan Suter as being these like great behind the scenes figures. How would you characterize 
those guys. Because I think I think a lot of people don't have any reason to suspect that they're like yeah, I, bad for the team's chemistry. I don't think individually they're bad. The the problem was, and we had this discussion, I believe, during the course of last season as well. The issue had become the entire package and the team. It's like a it's like a class full of kids who basically, if you peel them apart, they're okay. But but as a class, it's a problem. So I don't think that this is a a Suter or Parisi individual problem. So when when you get the right guys with them, I think they're absolutely fine. The issue though became go through that room as it was constructed for how long by Chuck and and then Fenton started to try to take things apart, but you know it basically turned out to be just a complete jerk before he could complete that. But if you look at the old room and you look at the my biggest thing about that room was so, sort of the internal excuses and the comfort. That was the problem. Koivu was comfortable. Eric Stahl got here, moved to Edina, and built a rink for his kids. And boy, Minnesota's our home now. Like in sports, that's not what you want. In sports, you want people to be uncomfortable. You you want people who are going to get in people's faces. You don't want them to get get here and basically say, "Can I get a retirement package?" Because I yeah. sure love Minnie. I wasn't in love with Zach Parisi. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but like Zach Parisi's sort of saying, "I was kind of disappointed that I didn't right. get the captaincy." It's like, oh, that just I don't I don't like that sort of Eeyore yep. thing. Like I get that he's being honest, and some people are going to say, "Well, what do you want? You want your athletes to be honest?" And yeah. I do appreciate when athletes are honest, because if he doesn't say that, then we don't get to talk about it. But in terms of what's the right thing to empower Jared Spurgeon and the right thing to to create the best chemistry behind the scenes, telling the media that I was kind of disappointed that I wasn't the captain. It's like, well, two things. Why aren't you the captain? Yeah, that's one question to potentially ask, like. Wouldn't it be the obvious logical choice to and make I don't you the captain? Was, and if not, why aren't you the captain? And in Zach's case, I don't think he was ever even considered. And I would, I, and I think the the real question there is it's sort of a, a long look in the mirror of why is that? <laughs> well, the reason is the if you basically look on the surface of why they didn't uh, probably give you know thought to making Zach or Suter the captain, it's for the right reason it's because those guys are aging their their time to win a championship here as being the catalyst for that championship is past so like it's not a it's not a bad thing um but again bill garen looked at the makeup of that team for what basically five months four five months and he said the right thing which is if we're going to win here the culture has to be changed, and it has to be changed by people who are going to uh, potentially make their teammates not comfortable. And he's done a great job there. So I, I think Dex might be right. I think that there could be something to the acquisition of Cole as far as the potential uh, Dumba trade because Suter, Spurgeon, and Brodeen cannot be traded. Uh, so if they're going to move a defenseman for a center, it's going to be Dumba. But I think more importantly, I think it's I think this makes sense twofold. One is it brings in a veteran guy who won a couple Stanley Cups with Billy back in Pittsburgh. Two is it gives you a list now of uh Cole, of Bukestead, yep. Johansson, 
pending unrestricted free agents who can all be moved at the deadline if you're not playing well. Yeah. Uh, your your final thoughts on Ian Cole here before we get to the other team that's really being active in uh, player movement. What's that going to be a twelve second conversation? Yeah, he's he's a good veteran, and I'm I'm glad he's in the room. And look, it, some people were freaking out too because you were basically swapping UFAs, but it's 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 your last pairing defenseman. So like, don't get bent out of shape. Who about was freaking it. out? Uh, some people were some some wild fans are freaking out on Twitter. I saw like what yesterday. don't what don't they like? I think about they wanted it. an it's extra like people. sixth or fifth round draft pick for it, which it, you weren't going to get for Greg Patteron. It's two geriatrics. Yeah, you, you have you have a uh, seven UFAs basically going into next season already. You have seven UFAs, so it's either going to be make or break. You can sell off if you're not good. This is a good. What Bill Guerin's doing here at the roster construction is a very good thing. I'm a fan. Cool. Speaking of roster construction, we're gonna win, twins. We're gonna score. We're gonna win, twins. Watch that baseball score. According to Mark Feinsand, from- watch our fan base snore. I just <laughs> it just came to me. Watch our fan base snore. What do you mean? According to Mark Feinsand <laughs> from MLB.com, oh. the Twins. Yeah, baby. I saw the first Ooh, part that? of the sentence, and I was like, here we go. They've been, stove? Twins yeah, have been laying in the weeds. Don't burn yourself, Dex. The Blue Jays just landed George Springer, one of the best players in baseball, for $150 million, <laughs> and here comes here comes a Twins report. All right, Mark, give it to us. Here comes the, count, the clown car. According to uh, Mark uh, Feinsand of MLB.com, the Twins have expressed interest in a reunion with free agent utility man Marwin Gonzalez. That had to come from the Gonzalez camp, right? Which must be desperate. Absolutely desperate. Because, I mean, he's this close to probably going independent league in 2021. Uh, I saw that, though, and my God. Dude, I I legitimately... (laughs) You're not helping yourself. I read that tweet in slow motion. Like, I, I... because I so just to over explain, we all use TweetDeck. I think I don't know how many people use. I use TweetDeck. I don't know if Judge is a TweetDeck I, guy. I used to. I don't now. I okay. Love, I love TweetDeck. So TweetDeck's great because if you're just like hyper obsessed with social media, you can have. I have like categories of people to follow. So I have like all the NFL Vikings people in one row or column, and then so anytime there's a Vikings tweet, I can see it. And then I've got one that's Twins in Major League Baseball, and so. On the rare occasion that there's Twins free agency news, I see it pop up right there in my column. And I swear to God, it's like my brain went in slow motion. And Mark Feinsand, National Baseball Insider, pops up. And I saw Twins, and I was like, oh, I started reading. And I, I started thinking, I, rem- I remember this vividly last night. I started thinking of all the potential, like, okay, Trevor Bauer, why, why is Mark, Fe- Mark Feinsand, National Insider, why would he be tweeting about the Twins? It's got to be one of these big guys, right? Bauer... Got to be Kirby Yates, one of these big relievers. I saw Marwin Gonzalez, and I can't tell you just like how much air came out of my body when I finished <laughs> reading that tweet. If I would rank for you guys all of the free agents that the Twins have have, have lost or like have let go, from Nelson Cruz to Jake Odorizzi, like all the guys that came off the roster this year, Tyler Clippard, Sergio Romo, rank them in order of how much you'd want them back for 2021. Marvin Gonzalez wouldn't just be last on that list. He'd be like last with a wide gap between him and the Marwin, next guy. There's the, no reason to bring him back to this team. The, the report the Feinstein put out on Twitter yesterday is barely worthy of a local beat guy tweeting it. Like that's how 
like that. As far as things I want or need to know about the local teams, if Marwin Gonzalez signs, tell me. Until then, <laughs> I don't care. Like you, I just, you don't need to know about the courting process. No, I don't need. I don't need to know about if they're going out on dates. I don't need, need to, to know if they're, they're going to drive up to the hill and neck. I don't need to know any of that. Like the only, how is it that the only report that we should see among Twins internal free agents right now, the only reports are Cruz and Odo, and that's it. Yeah, there's nobody else I need to know about if they're going to bring back. Sergio, I can read about it when he's back. Just let us know when the press release comes out. Yes, right? exactly. And, and That's also, all. also, obviously, we don't, like we don't really know what what the budget is that the Twins are working with. We knew that they spent before the pandemic hit. They were in line to spend a team record a hundred forty million dollars on last year's payroll, which is I think it's just a smidge over league average last year. So we don't really know what that number is this year, but we do know with at least educated speculation that it's going to be less than $140 million. So they have a limited amount of money to spend on their own free agents or outside the organization free agents. And this has been my beef going back with like the Terry Ryan front office. Too. They would have a limited budget and they would spend $5 million of it on Kevin Correa or $9 million of it on Mike Pelfrey. Guys that you can just flat replace with a triple-A pitcher for no money. That's what Marwin Gonzalez is. And so if you spend anything over league minimum to bring Marwin Gonzalez back to your team and you don't sign Nelson Cruz to a two-year contract, what are you doing? Why, why would you devote <laughs> any amount of money to Marwin Gonzalez if it prevents you at all from signing actual impact players that can, I don't know, hit a ball past the shortstop? So, because like, he'd come back for cheap, I guess. I don't. But you know. can. But like, I know you I know. can find guys. Adrianza can do that right now. Right. The same type of thing. Exactly right. So, and and uh, and you, we were emailing back and forth last night. Uh, I agree with your point, which is the only thing you should be focused on is bringing a top five major league hitter back to your organization. Yeah, that's your concern. And this, like, and we don't know exactly where the negotiations are. And and you know, Nelson Cruz might just say, "Listen, whether it takes a month or two months, I want to know if the other half of the league." <laughs> can use me. I want to know if there's going to be a DH in both leagues so that I can get into a bidding war. And I get that that, that his side is probably holding this up. But if it comes down to like, ah, should we give a two-year deal? He's 40. Dude, he's been the best hitter maybe in the history of your franchise the last two years in terms of his numbers and his power and everything. So I would have no hesitation to just give that dude a two-year expensive contract and if it blows up in your face, oh well. Like, there's been... Worst well, yeah, contracts doled yeah. out in Major League history. New, news of, of the courting, the potential courting of Marwin Gonzalez actually hurts you way more. Like the fact that it got out that you might be trying to bring him back, it, it puts it puts another nail in what has been just a boring, monotonous, if that's the right word. I'd be, I'd be mad that that leaked out. If I'm right, no, Levy, I'm like, I would too. Why is this leaking but out? I mean, it actually because it's going to get. <laughs> Because it's going to get you made fun of. I know, and I and uh, you know, there's a, there's a certain you know, information's going to get out. Like agents leak a lot of information, so you can't control sometimes what gets out and what doesn't. But I think the thing that Twins fans are the most annoyed at, and it's probably more of a Terry Ryan, Bill Smith era thing, because they did land Josh Donaldson last year, and they did trade for Kent Maeda, and so they were very successfully active last off season. This front office is more aggressive. They did offer $100 million to you, Darvish. Like, they've been more aggressive. 
But I think the thing that triggers Twins fans the most is when they see a report that so-and-so signed, George Springer signed for $150 million with the Blue Jays. The Twins were among the teams that also expressed interest. Okay? Like, and I and I understand why fans get mad about that. Oh, the Twins expressed interest. Did, yeah. did they offer $50 million and the Blue Jays offered $150 million? They faxed him. <laughs> hey, you up? Hey, George, you up? You up? To your kind, I think that kind of goes back to the Tory Hunter thing where Tory Hunter signed five years, like $15 million a you know year what? with the Angels, and the Twins made a three year offer. So the Twins were also interested. I don't even care but about not that. Not really. I care about if, if you are going to pursue old men who are, are utility guys, which, by the way, is fine if you sign them, but if you're going to pursue them, I don't even need to know. I just don't need to know. Like, I like the speculation stuff, but this isn't speculation. It's a waste of my time. Like, I read that. I can't get that back. <laughs> I could have read a different tweet. How much time of, of your life did you lose reading that tweet last night? Well, between... What, what, would, you, what would you like to devote between, that time to? Between the second that it took me to read that and the subsequent uh, 75 eye rolls that came after it, it probably took me about a good two plus minutes just to get through the... <laughs> The are you serious? Mark Feinstein's reporting about Marwin Gonzalez. <laughs> um, if the if the twins <sighs> if the twins don't really do anything else, I think they're going to bring in at least a reliever. But like, let's say they don't really do anything else this off season. So no Cruz, no Cruz. So like nothing. No Odorizzi. Oh so you got God. Maeda Barrios, you got Pineda, and then like Dobnak and whoever else is in your rotation. Alcala takes a bigger role in the bullpen. You just you have to figure it out with young guys. Yep. And you bring you know some of these minor leaguers like Kirloff gets a role, Rooker gets a role as DH. Mm-hmm. That's not a playoff team. I don't think that's a playoff team. Well, it depends. Are we going back to the expanded playoffs? Uh, good question. If it's the expanded yeah. playoffs, I think they are a playoff well, team. Let's assume. Let's assume the it's the it's the format that we've had for the, the previous like eight years. So yep. five two playoff wild, teams two wild in each cards. league, right? I think that's what it is, right? It's two wild cards yep. and yep. three division winners. Three division winners and two wild cards. Like the, the, then, they're the, probably not a, then they're probably not a playoff. They're team. certainly not on the White Sox level or the Yankees level. The Yankees just gave eleven million dollars on a one year deal to Corey Kluber too. Very and exciting. I think that's he's thirty gonna be thirty five and he hasn't pitched effectively or healthy in two or three years. I think it's been th- uh three seasons ago. Yeah. But that's the type of money that I think is worth spending. Like if he's healthy and he's and he's even like seventy five percent of what he was. He's a he's a playoff rotation pitcher. Totally. But if the Yankees were just saying, "Oh, we'll just like we're willing to go twenty million on a one year deal," then I see why the we Twins don't know the rules yet, out, though, Phil. I'm sorry, we don't know the rules yet, so we can't we can't speculate. We we can't even recklessly accurately speculate because baseball has not told us its rules. We're gonna win, Twins. We're gonna score. Before we get to write that down predictions, speaking of speculation, I, I have an honest, introspective show question for you guys. Okay. So yesterday, we Declan found this story. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk was on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. The Game. On the morning roast. And Jerry Rice was a special guest. And so it was a, it was a big crew talking 49ers football. And Mike Florio came on and said based on Kyle Shanahan's relationship and affinity for Kirk Cousins, the, the Niners should absolutely trade for Kirk Cousins. And then these are the reasons why, and this is the reason why the Vikings should also consider this, et cetera. And we've kind of been on this angle for, I don't know, 
the better part of the year, the the 49ers Kirk Cousins thing. Declan took our YouTube post from Purple Daily yesterday and he put it on the internet. Yeah. And a pretty large percentage, I wouldn't say it was like 50%, but like a pretty significant percentage of people were mad that we were even entertaining such speculation. That this is not realistic. Why do you guys always have to fan the flames of trade speculation? Classic score oh, north and Mackie and Judd. I think <laughs> I think it goes true. back to when Matthew Collar, like a year and a half ago, brought up the Antonio Brown thing is saying, listen, he's available. Why don't the Vikings trade for Antonio Brown? Here's the reasons why this would be awesome. And by the way, the Buccaneers, with great wide receivers already, brought in Antonio Brown. It was two years after the fact. So, like, it does happen. <laughs> Are we too speculative? On this show in Purple Daily, are we leaning too far into unrealistic trade scenarios for our Minnesota sports teams? Do we need to pump the brakes on the reckless speculation? And do what else? I don't know. Like it's fill the void in some other way. Like it's it's sports. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Um, The answer to, to the question is an unequivocal no, and here's why. We don't need to pump the brakes on the reckless speculation because look back in the history of of uh, people who came before us who deemed to recklessly speculate, and people said that's not going to, that's not no that uh, that can't happen. That trade can't happen. No way. The reckless speculation forefathers, and yes, <laughs> and look at how often those forefathers were correct. Four score and seven seasons they, ago. <laughs> they went up to the mount. They went up to the mount and they said, they said, I believe Stefan Diggs will be traded one day. And the reckless speculation police said, you're under arrest. No way. And the next thing you know, he shuffles off to Buffalo. Reckless speculation. I remember those reckless speculation did, forefathers also yep. from the hilltops called down to the village and said, Red Favre is available. No. Red Favre no. is available. He's retired. He's retired, forefather. This could happen, Minnesota Vikings fans. He'll always be a Packer. He'll never be a Viking. So you think you think we're you think we're good? You think because I think I, we're good. I I get the sense that a lot, especially a lot of Vikings fans, they just sort of bristle at any sort of big blockbuster personnel move suggestion. Mm-hmm. Daniel Hunter, hmm, if he's going to demand to double his contract and be the highest paid defensive end in the league, does that warrant discussion about a trade? Nothing, and it's like a large percentage of people are like, no. I'm blocking you guys on Twitter. Well, yeah. I'm never listening to your show ever again. And we're like, I don't know, the Vikings make huge moves historically. This stuff happens like every two years. Diggs, Farr, Cousins, Jared Allen. They traded for Jared Allen. This question. Do you want do you want the Kool-Aid or do you want the reckless speculation, which has a real chance of being the truth? The reckless speculation moonshine. That's exactly Reckless Speculation. We got a truck and we go town to town and we stop in each town with our reckless speculation. And we open up the back of that truck and say, you want to buy some of this? Because we're moving on soon. My favorite uh, quote tweet from that was, it doesn't get any dumber than a pro football talk and score North Mash. <laughs> what? Come on. Someone tweeted that. Wait, 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 the pro football talk guy has a prominent position on a, on a different <laughs> yeah. station in this town and has for a long time and actually was partially built up by that person. That's true. So, yeah, you, you got the wrong you got the wrong place.
Okay, what percentage when when we talk about like like we've done probably four shows on Deshaun Watson, for instance, mm-hmm. and there's a, there's another report about Deshaun Watson today that might get brought up on Purple Daily. So let's let's make it yeah. make make it a five pack. Worst case, too. When for you guys, when we bring like Deshaun Watson up over the course of two weeks regularly, yes, what percentage of that is is driven by? Boy, this is going to get a lot of downloads and views and clicks and and engagement on social. If you had a pie chart of why we talk about that versus this is a move that the team should actually entertain and make for the good of the franchise to win a Super Bowl. Oh, I think it's if if you look at what the Vikings have done traditionally uh, to, to make, as you said, substantial moves. I'm ninety five percent. I, me I too, am me too. I it's am legit driven by what could help the team and also. And also, what makes me personally happy. That's what yeah. I'm. Um, but I will say this: the reckless speculation, and, and I've I have said this for a long time about two things. One is trades and signings, and the second is the actual conversation that teams have. Right. And what I've always said, it, and it was confirmed by Gerson Rosas, who told us what yeah. we, we talk about a ton of trades. Like they do, and they throw fifty percent of those discussions at the teams that they're actually absolutely. Talking about. And what's the second thing? Nothing drives me more crazy on a Monday after a Vikings game than when fans call into shows or they they uh, tweet at you, and they're they're all like, "Oh, yesterday's game was so great. There's just so much good stuff." No, I said, "Do you really think the teams go uh, back and, and watch film and like pour drinks and say?" Let's just watch the good stuff. Let's just watch Kirk's Kirk's picks. Erase those right now. We're going to watch the good stuff. Like, no, teams go go back and dissect everything that went wrong. Like, that's their job. That's our job. To be be just a blind fan. And look, sports is great. And teams are great. Mm -hmm. But to be a blind fan, what are you doing? That's not what teams do. your, 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 Your favorite team is not going back to... It's offices and and basically saying let's just talk about the good parts of yeah. this game. I think there are a lot sure, of I, me crazy. I think there's a lot of fans that like it's an escape and you just want. I've never been this like I've always been the hold. Some people are going to say, well, why don't you hold the twins more accountable? I do, we but just, we just did. just like they just like the financial structure is different. They're not going to spend as much money as the Yankees, etc. But sure. Um, but I think a lot of people view sports and sports content as just an escape, and they'd rather just hear the positives because that's like that's just what they would prefer. But you know, listen, like Kirk Cousins, he's not going to lead this team to a Super Bowl unless they put the perfect roster around him, which is really hard. And so that's why we talk about trading him because we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. And can so. you imagine if you got Deshaun Watson? Oh my God! And for like the five percent of people that are like, is there really that much of a difference between Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins? Yes. <laughs> Yes, there is. Listen to me and listen good. Deshaun Watson has a particular set of skills. I will find you. I will find you. And I will leap over you into the end zone. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. They live in the sewer. Yes, they do. And enjoy it. (laughs) They relish in it. Mackey and Judd. And the way they walk with their back end up in the air, that's just plain evil. (laughs) It's just gross. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd.
You know, yesterday when we were talking about creepy Jared Porter, Jared Porter, right? That's the guy's name. Yeah. The Mets GM that got fired for sending 62 unanswered text messages to a foreign female baseball reporter. Read the room, buddy. And some people, including a couple uh, crotch picks, I guess. And there's a lot of people that are calling it cancel culture, right? We're just going to cancel and No, it's accountability culture. Mm-hmm. Accountability oh, culture. I know where you're, yeah, okay. And we are, I think, at the forefront of accountability here. Not on, on that front, but we have an accountability session every single week with our predictions. And we are the only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions, holds each other accountable, and mostly just makes fun of how terrible we are at predicting things. If you're new to the segment, here's how Write That Down works. Every single Wednesday on Mackie and Judd and also now on Purple Daily, two separate games, if you will, three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track on this show of batting averages and home runs. Listeners, if you want to participate, because we bring listeners on every single week to take their swings, you can send a DM on Twitter to me, at Phil Mackey, and or at Dex's tweet. You can hit Declan up on Twitter, too, and we'll get you scheduled out. I think we've got a few openings left in, like, March, April. We we have some openings for Mackey and Judd write that down in February, actually. Okay. And I'm, I'm like, a week behind on DMs again, so there got might it. be some in there. I just have to sit down today, and I'll get back to some of you guys. But, gentlemen, Judd Zolgad had one of the great seasons in Write That Down history last year, a 400-plus batting average. So hats off to Judd, and he's off to a hot start this time around, too. Let's see how we fared here starting with All Judd. Right. A little bit of a mixed bag here, but overall a good week. Hey, that's not bad. Judd, you said the Timberwolves will have at least one game postponed or moved because of COVID. Yeah. And then on Friday it happened. Yeah, this is the all-time, like, infield is shifted to the right, and you drop a bunt down the, the third base The quickness by, by which this occurred, though, is what makes me a special, special hitter. I mean, there were multiple games in question that week alone. I so. flared the ball through the shift. Yeah. It was a good, it was a, you kept your yeah. hands inside the ball. Good for you. You said Leslie Frazier will get at least one head coaching interview before the 2021 season. I think Houston Texans. Yeah. Monday, I think he talked to them. Yeah. So, so he's back in the in the mix for coaching jobs. You said Zach Parisi will score the, will score the Wilds' first goal of the season against the Kings. I meant Jonas Brodin, of course. That's what I that's what I meant. I just got the name wrong. And you said football man Vic Fangio will be fired by the Broncos during or after the 2020 season. And I think like the fact that he was part of the dinner with George Payton. It's uh, it's Fangio. I am not the speller not here. Van, not yeah, Vangio. Shocking. I cut and paste whatever Declan sends <laughs> He's me. He's not double V. He's not V squared, okay? Like Burgundy, you know, whatever's on that prompter, he reads it. Whatever Declan writes, it goes on here. So, yep. yeah. Vic Vangio would be a better name than it Vic would. Vangio. They're both good football They're good names. names, though. So two for four for Let's Judd. Let's pay a little respect to Vic Vangio, okay? Guys. Did, did you see they had dinner when, when, uh, when George Payton was out there interviewing for that job? Yeah. It was like... George, it was Vic, it was John Elway, and then a couple other guys, right? Just the good old boys. Talking football. And they went to one of John Elway's expensive restaurants that he owns, like a steakhouse or something. Of course. And one of the NFL insiders had the order from the table. Like, what did they all get? They all got steak, except for Vic Fangio got the bacon cheeseburger. It's a bacon cheeseburger. Why am I not surprised by that? Football guy. I bet you there Football. wasn't a mask to be found at that table. 
Well, not at the at the table. No one's wearing a mask anyway. So save your political commentary. I bet there for... wasn't a mask. It's not political now. Starting t- today, it's just observational. Mm. It's a new world. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's my accountability session. I had a parlay that went awry. I said the Twins will sign Corey Kluber and he will start game one or two of the opening series. The Yankees signed Corey Kluber. I did, however, say the WNBA would remove Kelly Loeffler as Atlanta Dream co-owner after the uh, anti-Black Lives Matter comments led to the team and other players in the WNBA trying to get her opponent over the top in that Senate runoff. Um, And so the way it happened was they basically forced the sale of the team to squeeze out Kelly Loeffler, and that went down yesterday. So take that point. Nice. Listeners, Woodbury Larry said Zach Parisi has played his last game for the Wild. Seamus said Fiala and Kaprizov Kaprizov will score goals in a Wild win in the Winter Classic in 2021. Oh, man. The COVID got him there. And Tom said, oh, my God, he was so close on this. He said President he Trump in his only term as president, so that th- this was, I think, before the election. So this yeah, is a parlay. Yeah. He said this. President Trump in his only term as president, no later than January, will pardon the Tiger King. What was the, what was the tweet that you saw, Declan, today? Oh, my God. This is a great tweet. This is a CBS News headline. Uh-huh. Joe Exotic, with limo waiting outside of prison. I saw it, yeah. Fails to get Trump pardoned. Oh! And did, did he pardon, like... Like a list of one one hundred and thirty yeah, people or I think something. Lil Wayne got pardoned. He yeah, did. Lil Wayne did get pardoned. Yeah, it was Lil seriously a huge know. list. Do we he, know what Lil Wayne did? I don't know what Lil Wayne did. He did something in Florida. He was un- under indictment, I believe. No, but he's fine now. He's pardoned. Bannon no. got pardoned, dude. So the t- Joe so, Exotic. So Joe Exotic was so confident that he had a stretch. Li- it was a stretch limo. I saw go- the picture of it. Yeah, it was gorgeous. A stretch limo. You didn't get probably with some champagne mm-hmm. or whatever. Whatever he drinks. I don't know what he drinks. Gosh. Schlitz. Couldn't oh, make yeah. a list of 130 people. Yeah. Tom, Tom, nice try. Shameful. Let's give Tom credit. Up. Good swing. All right, Declan, you said the NHL season will not start in January. That Marco Rossi will be in the Wilds starting lineup on opening night when the season opens. You said the Wild would win their season opener. And Cam Talbot would make at least 30 saves Ooh. in said opener. He had 31 saves yeah. in that game. So you went two for four. Not bad. And that brings the early Ooh, season coming. averages to Judd Zilg at 556 out of the gate. Declan at 429 out of the gate. I'm sitting at a fairly respectable 333. And the listeners are 143 to start the season. All-time stats, Judd Zilg at 145 career hits. Wow. And write that down. I love it. Since we started tracking in 2018, eight home runs. Phil Mackey, I have 113 hits and uh, a team leading 10 home runs. Listeners at 89 hits and nine home runs. And Declan coming off a rookie season. He's got 34 hits now and two home runs. So, all right, let's get our guy here. Josh is our guest listener predictor today. Josh, welcome to write that down. Are you like like which twins hitter are you going to mirror here? Are you going to be like Nelson Cruz or Marwin Gonzalez? Mar- or Marwin Gonzalez? Yeah, what's your strategy? Well, this is actually my second time on. The first time I was just trying to get the listener average up, so I, I had some base hits out there. I do still have one on board. I'm not sure uh, if it's going to come out here soon. It was, I don't know if it's a home run or not. You guys got to clarify. I had said the Vikings would not win more than eight games, but that Zimmer would not return in 2021. 
So it's pretty much off the board. I, I said it like a day before he signed his extension. So add on me for not yep. reading that one. So I almost took that one off the board this week. But I just want to give the Vikings, sure. like, until all the coaching spots are filled, sometimes teams have a change of heart a couple weeks after the season. Never know about scandals either. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to we're gonna kind of let that one go until, cool. like, maybe sometime in February, and then we'll take it off the board. Would it have been a home run? I think so. Probably, because it's, sure, yeah. it's a parlay. Why you're, not? you're predicting a guy getting fired after a contract extension. That's pretty good. And a fairly specific window for wins. So, um, so yeah, maybe. All right, maybe, with that said, I'm... I'm just gonna hit, uh, you know, game defenses. I'm I'm going big today. I got to nice. defend that home run title for the listeners. Love it, love it. All right, write it down. You like writing things so down. So we'll start with Josh. We'll go around the room three times. Josh, Judd, Declan, Phil. Uh, Josh, knock the cleats, knock the dirt off your cleats. You are batter up first here, sir. All right, we're gonna go with each of my three sports: the Wild, Vikings, and the Twins. With each prediction, and let me know if I need to add to this to make it a home run. So the first one, we'll just go with the Wild. I'm saying that the Minnesota Wild will make the playoffs and win their first round series. Ooh. I think that's a home run. This early? They're not favored to make the playoffs, are they? Yeah. Um, They should make it. Yeah. They should make it. But the first round win is pretty good. I I think that's a home run. It's not like they win a lot of first round series. Yeah, I don't like I mean, I don't think they're favored at all to like advance in the playoffs at this point, right? So Let's, uh, let's we got to work our way up. That that one's just going in the front, the first row. First, little like Joe it. Mauer <laughs> yeah, at, like at the Metrodome, left field. Write it down. You right like writing things pots. down? All right, Judd. Yeah. Off of, of what we saw in the Chiefs Browns game on Sunday, the NFL will change the fumble out of the end zone rule this offseason, and the fumbling team no longer will lose possession. So they're, they're going to finally change Good. that rule. And the gist to it is that the fumbling team, so if the ball goes out of the end zone on a fumble, mm-hmm. Declan will no longer lose possession of the ball. Got it. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't changed that a long time ago. Like, what what is the reason for that being the rule? I can see penalizing the team in some way that, sure. that fumbles out of the end zone, but it makes no sense to basically give let's, the opponent the ball at the 20. Yeah, let's not kill a mosquito with a flamethrower here, okay? let's. <laughs> we want more offense, except for this, in which we're going to screw the offense badly. I mean, I could see like giving the defense the ball at the one-yard line or something. All right, you get the ball, but you're in the shadow of your own end zone because that team just I think marched it should on go, you. I think it should go fumbling team retains possession, either at the spot at which the play originated or at the 20 itself. Agreed. Yeah. Or or just where where he fumbled the ball? Couldn't that be it? Well, that it goes in the back of the end zone. That should be it, probably. Yeah. But it but I don't think they'd go that far. Correct. They, they write this down. They might. All right, Declan. All right, uh, the Wild, who have not scored a power play goal yet this season, zero for sixteen. The Wild will score three power play goals by next week's. Write that down. Okay. So the Wild will and score how many games? Probably what three games? Uh, I think there's three or four. Three or four games. Yeah. Okay. So three power play goals by the, for the Wild by next week's. Write that down. Okay. okay. Write it down. You like writing things down? All right. Baseball is creepy. There's a lot of privileged, good old white boys in front offices, just like Jared Porter, and there's a lot of women in the media that have come out the last 48 hours and have said, "Yeah, Jared Porter ain't the only one." So write this down. Another story will come out. By the start of the 2021 baseball season, about a high-ranking baseball executive. So I'll, I'll say, if you want me to quantify that, I'll say assistant general manager or above. So assistant GM, GM, or some sort of president of baseball operations 
sexually harassing a woman. What my prediction here is there will be more creeps that we're not done that will come out of the woodworks uh, besides Jared Porter. And so I will say another story will come out about a high ranking baseball executive sexually harassing a woman. Unfortunately, write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Back over to Josh. All right. So this next one will be for the twins. The twins will finally trade at least one top five prospect before the deadline. They will make the playoffs, but as a wild card team, and finally win a playoff game. That's a home run. Yep, yeah, that's a hundred percent home run. Easily. Yep. Yep. That's so three predictions for top, yes. just to quantify the top five prospects. Can we just agree on the MLB.com? They've got like MLB.com pipeline prospect pipeline. Just to have a baseline there. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Top five. Yeah, I mean, I was going to just say top prospect, but I figured I'd get a little more specific because it would have to be somewhere in the top five. Right. Yep. And so right now, I think I'd have to go look, but I think like Kirloff is in that grouping. Royce Lewis, Balazovich. Um, Duran, maybe. Yeah. Yon Duran and then somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Over to Judd Zolgad, your right. second prediction. Write it down. You like writing things down. To the world of hockey, Columbus center Pierre-Luc Dubois, who is disgruntled with the Blue Jackets, will be traded by the April 12th NHL trade deadline. So I'm not saying where, and I'm going to actually couple it with my final prediction, mm-hmm. but Pierre-Luc Dubois, Dex, will be traded by the April 12th NHL trade deadline. You got it. Dubois. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's a great hockey name. Great All right, name. Declan. Pierre-Luc. All right, my second prediction, another wild one, Capo Kakinen. Wild's backup goalie, who has not yet to make an who has not made an appearance yet this season, he will make at least one start this week, and he'll allow one goal or less in that start. The next yeah. start he makes, let me make let me rephrase it. The next start he makes, he'll allow one goal or less this week. Yeah. Okay. And like when you say this week, between mean... next week and between next week's, write that down. Okay. So he'll make in his next in his. Oh next wait start. wait wait. Okay, so you're you're saying till next Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because otherwise we'd have a discussion about like this when week. does the weekend is it does it end on Saturday Saturday okay, yeah so between now and the next write that down okay okay yep. write this right. down all right this is more of a Darn long play one here but I thought we had him yeah we probably I guess we should stop trying to help in that situation it is kind of funny when the, and I'm saying like for me, if, if I slip up too it's hilarious when semantics get the best of oh, us I in was, this segment. I was not happy over that Ricky Rubio <laughs> NBA draft I was up at night in anger laying in bed that's hilarious. All right, this is kind of a long play one. P.J. Fleck, write this down. P.J. Fleck will interview for an NFL head coaching job before February 1st, 2022. Okay. So sometime in the next year or so, P.J. Fleck will interview for a for an NFL head coaching job. There was some steam about that this year. Was the it Doogie? Uh, no, it was, um, was Pelissero. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And I think it was. I think it. I think it was Detroit. I don't think Tom reported that. But now he probably has to have a big season with the Gophers this year. Like they have to probably right. go to a big bowl game or something and and stay in the national headlines and be ranked and all those. Things. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Josh. Your final prediction of the week. All right. So this one completely goes against the prediction I was just talking about about the Vikings, but it's Zimmer's history as a coach. So Vikings are going to bounce back. They're going to go 12 and 4. They will win the division, but they will end up as the two seed. Ooh. So 12 and 4, win the division. That's a home run. Yeah, another homer. Two seed. That's a lot. Yeah. I like Josh swinging for the fences here. The two seed. Interesting. Uh, Josh, the platform is yours. Is there anyone in your life that you'd like to thank that brought you to write that down? 
Well, as usual, always thanking you guys. Uh, I appreciate bringing me on the show, especially a second time. And uh, just everything you guys have uh, done, being good entertainment, love the action movie stuff on Friday. It's gotten me onto a couple of movies I had never seen before. So there's a cheap plug for you inside of a segment <laughs> here. And uh, just, I don't know. I mean, you guys even had me on when I, my business was uh, still open and when everything was closed down. So I appreciate that. Just really appreciate what you guys are doing. And, and I love the interaction and uh, of the show uh, all around. Right on, man. Josh, awesome. thanks Appreciate for that. thanks for being a part of our club here. We'll do it again sometime. Awesome. Thank you. All right. That's a guest listener predictor, Josh, yep. taking his swing. You know why I like Josh's predictions? There's not one soccer prediction, which I always love. I always appreciate a listener that doesn't have a soccer prediction involved. Some of those soccer names, you have to, you, you even like know what to the Google, team, right? The team names are difficult names. at times. Screw the players. For, yeah, yeah, forget the, the players. God. It's like, Volleyvoos will beat volleyball. <laughs> I mean, you can like, if it's Man U, I think you That's can fine. figure that Premier out. Premier League's right? different. Premier League and MLS are fine. Yeah. But, but Bundesliga? Bundesliga. No chance. La Liga. Not going to work anymore, Liga. No, I don't Serie A. Yeah. No, thanks. Dude. I love when we get Serie A picked. <laughs> Nothing like a good Serie A parlay. <laughs> Write this down. All right, I think we're back to Judd here. Final prediction. All right, my final prediction, which I'm coupling loosely with my last Pierre, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois pick, is this. Uh, the, wow. wi- the Wild will make a trade for a center at some point this season. So the Wild will make a trade for a center at some point this season. Season. Okay. They've okay. got to. Oh, yeah. They have, they have to. to. They have to, and the bigger, the better. Write it down. You like writing things down. Dex? All right, I'll go with a baseball one. The Twins will bring back Marwan Gonzalez, but only oh, on, okay. oh, but only with one year, con- with a one year contract. So Marwan Gonzalez is back, but just a one year contract. Could it be a six-month contract? The only way I would bring Marwin Gonzalez back is if I could also implement whatever sign-stealing, cheating scandal that the Astros had that led him to hit 300 like three I'm sorry, ago. no. It's the only thing I would I consider. Can it be a two-month contract, okay? Two-month. April just for and spring, May. And the- February and March. Okay, that's fine, if he wants too. To be a, if he wants to be an assistant coach at Twin Spring Training, bring some leadership, whatever, that would be great. I don't need him in the lineup. Knock trash three can times guy. on the, the garbage can, can if you want to get a hit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to make a Twins prediction, too. Write was, it down. You like writing things down. I was going to make the same prediction Declan did, which is they're totally going to bring Marwin Gonzalez back. <laughs> so I'm going to parlay it, okay? okay. I'm, being, I'm being Twins negative today. I'm just going to go with that feeling. Classic. Therapeutic here. So Twins parlay. They will bring, they will bring Marwin Gonzalez back, but they won't bring Nelson Cruz back. So, oh, my God. So Nelson Cruz will sign somewhere else. Oh. But Marwin Gonzalez will be back in a Twins uniform, and so it totally evens out. That's really negative. I mean, listen, Marwin, Marwin has positional flexibility, okay? I don't know what more you want. He can play, like, 14 different positions. He plays positions that you don't even know exist in baseball. Okay? I, like, I don't mind him, but he looked like he was 100 years old last year. Yeah. Write this down. So, all right, those are that write that down predictions. That was a downer to end the segment. Totally. Well, what are they, they're not giving us anything to talk about. I'm not about. blaming no. you. I'm just saying that was a big downer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twins fans are, are crawling on all fours through the free agent desert saying, <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had a sip of playoff victory water in 18 years or whatever it's been. And they just want a sip of water. And Rocco the Twins Baldelli are giving them sand. activate himself to play next season. God. He hasn't been retired that long. No, he? he can still play a little bit, I'm sure. Six years or something. So, all right, every week, every Wednesday, and you can li- you can always listen to the segment on Mackie and Judd, either uh, in the 5 o'clock hour on, on Score North Radio or Apple, Spotify, ScoreNorth.com. We also just reached 2,700 subscribers 
on uh, the Score North YouTube channel, where you can find daily Mackie and Judd content. Two YouTube channels to follow, Score North MN and Purple Daily. And we appreciate everyone who has clicked the subscribe button to help grow the shows and grow the audience. So uh, we'll uh, we'll try to find Patrick Royce here to wrap with Royce. Write this down. All right, time to wrap with Royce as we do every, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I believe, or Friday? Uh, Friday. Friday, not Thursday, Thursday. right? All right. Yes. What's going on, sir? Well, uh, I watched the Tiger Woods documentary yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, HBO, uh, I think it's three hours, and one of them, I think they're each an hour and a half, and... uh, really overcooked man they somehow they want to tie all this into his the fact his dad earl was a womanizer and then you know 2009 when he gets in the row with the bride and that's supposed to be his downfall uh we kind of gloss over the fact that in 2013 he won five tournaments and was the player of the year uh, you know, he he overcame the back surgery and he did get, uh, he was on the uh, painkillers and they found him out in the middle of the road the one day. Right. But uh, right. they they never mentioned his three-year relationship with Lindsey Vaughn when things <laughs> seemed pretty healthy. And, uh, you know, they seemed to have an amicable split. Uh, he was a womanizer. And he uh, had a, had back surgery, but the idea that he was groveling along around in the dirt uh, was uh, was uh, was really overdone. I I was uh, in, in a lot of people loved it. Uh, I was a little disappointed because it, it overdid everything. But in documentaries, I guess that's what you do, right? Probably so, true. Yes. Yeah, you got to make them that way. But it's it's worth watching, I guess. But. Uh, it, it's uh there's there's better ones now i did not do the 10 hour in fact this was the limit for me if it would have been three episodes <laughs> that's right five yeah. hours, then i wouldn't have done it i you know the, the jordan one 10 hours sorry not gonna do it but the uh it, this one and i i watched it and i'm, I'm glad i watched it but i wasn't uh, terribly impressed and the other big news of course is uh our uh, former Wyzetta resident, uh, Jed Porter, 50, he left here when he was 15, mm-hmm. uh, went to Duxbury Prep School, or went to Duxbury, Massachusetts, uh, went to a prep school out there in the east, went to Bowden College, one of the more elite liberal ones, so the Porters must add some dough. And uh, I think, I'm beginning, you know, and he's uh, quite the... Uh, aggressive harassment when he was working for the Cubs in 2016 to this uh, young uh, woman from another country. I would assume Japanese. I don't know what other. I think that's correct. Have sent, have sent reporters over to follow players around and, uh, and things like that. Uh, but I'm beginning to think the guy in uh, Houston last year, you know, Taubman in 2019, the guy yelling at uh, yep. the, the female reporters. Uh, uh, I was beginning to think baseball was better when they had fat old guys who who were not, you know, they were only worried about whether the pitcher had a curveball or not. They were not, you know, they they did they were not gonna. They didn't have cell phones. They weren't going to show anybody their private parts. They were going to yeah. just leave people alone. But, Judd, it is amazing 
how far I've got away with it, isn't it? When you think, is you it? Take the reaction to this. Like yes or no? Like yeah. Farb got away. With oh yeah, he always skated on it. With it and he skated he on it. Fine. He got fined fifty thousand dollars, and next year he would. And his first year, he was eligible. He went to the Hall of Fame. So yeah, no, he did. You know. He he definitely did. Yeah, but he was just I like down to his last day. I think it was. Uh, well, that's just Brett being Brett. That's yeah, how it felt. That's not anybody I know. being anybody, is it? No, I know you're right, but I'm just saying I feel like we were all like, ah, oh, that's Brett. Brett, yeah, I think everybody was not, you know, if you ask me who was one of the 10 most likely guys in the NFL to do it, Brett probably would have been <laughs> on my list, but, uh, but yep. the fact that, you know, Hey, hey, Brett, you shouldn't have done that. And they say $50,000 and uh, we'll donate to some charity. And six months later, it wasn't even mentioned. It's unbelievable. You're right. So you're, I don't know. You're saying bring back fat executives <laughs> yes. who, who drink fat and smoke and don't go online ever. Out, who were lucky to get out of high school. The Robertsons, we gotta, Calvin. We got to stop hiring all these guys from Harvard, Yale. And all these other mini versions of Harvard and Yale, right? Yeah. How do how do the Mets miss that one though? That's my question. So, so Passon had this for three years. There had there had has Passon had it for three years. Yes. Yeah, since 2017, he was sitting on that. There's no way that the Cubs. She talked to this Japan. I'm guessing Japanese executive. I'm I'm guessing here. She said. Same country that she was from, right. right? Yes. And told him about it. And this guy isn't running to the front, isn't going to his, you know, having information like that. He's not going to Epstein and saying, "Hey, we might, you might have a problem here." If if he doesn't, then you got a very disloyal employee, right? Yes. If you're more loyal to Rob of uh, Jed uh, Jed Porter than you are uh, to the the organization but are the mets are the mets not like you're about to hire a gm and you're the mets are you not using former fbi agents to do background (laughs) checks like i want to know everything about this person and by the way the new glorious money spending owner his hedge fund has (laughs) been extensively accused of sexual harassment oh really okay i know he got in trouble yeah but yeah i mean and they've got a you know that that was a story like two weeks ago about Cohen's company having all this sexual harassment that took place. And uh, I guess it's, I guess it's fairly, I guess I haven't been in that environment to my knowledge, you know? <laughs> so, you know, 30 years at the Star Tribune and, right. you know, whatever, and the, the radio station. And I have not been, maybe this is the corporate culture. I don't know, but, Man, alive. 60, 60 messages, though. I hope that's not the corporate. What are you doing? Like, what's wrong with you? Yes. But she doesn't answer. Uh, she, she rode in the elevator with you. That's the only time he met her. Yes. Rode in the elevator with him. Ah, God almighty. That might be a character problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe he spent too much time on the Lake Minnetonka and the beach or something. Why is that a guy? Yeah, you're he right. Girls and Seeing girls in bikinis or what—I don't know what he's going <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, you might but, be right. Uh, man alive! 
Unbelievable. Big Island. There's a guy who I guarantee you, oh, yeah. when he was 14, <laughs> yeah, he was peeing Lake in Lake Island. Minnetonka, jumping off the boat, oh, Big Island. God. No question One in my mind. One thing about the pandemic, I think we had less E. coli on the uh, Big <laughs> Island this year. There weren't as many. There weren't as many people defecating in the water. Is there I can tell you right now, as as a youth who spent some days out there on a small boat, the big boats with the rich kids, yeah. there was a lot of hanky-panky. Did you feel like like the idiot stand, sitting in the top row at the Metrodome for the World Series or something when you had the little boat at the big island, and they had all the babes in the boat? They had their just- dad's boats. And these we're boats sitting there drinking cheap beer. <laughs> we were literally in like a fishing boat. Yeah. And they had these basically yachts parked on I wouldn't have had Big Island. To go out there. I would have been too embarrassed to go oh, out Oh, at there 18, you know, I didn't care. It was great. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. It was so, fantastic. Oh, hey, yeah. did, did you see, Patrick, the Lions not only today have hired our guy, Dan Campbell, they gave him a six-year contract. Six years. Six years, man. Oh, did he lose us? Now it looks like the enemy might get the Houston job, huh? Oh, I haven't seen to that, keep, but he to keep Deshaun happy. Okay, you know, to get Deshaun, but good. But it's amazing what the NFL has done coaching wise. It's it's just incredible. It's, I was looking up the guy we were talking about him yesterday. The Staley guy that the Chargers hired. <laughs> He's thirty eight. Two years ago, he was the defensive, four years ago, he was the defensive coordinator when John Carroll upset Mount Union. That's like his biggest thing on his history. I know. Is, is, and uh, he had a good defense with Aaron Donald. That's like having a good running game with Derrick Henry. You know, I mean, way to go. I can do that, you know. But how the hell does he get a job? I have no idea. I have absolutely no clue. He, you know, he once walked past McVeigh. McVeigh, and he's young, and yeah, but yeah. it still makes no sense. You're exactly right. Yeah. I have no I mean, clue. They're doing stuff that's... But uh, what? I mean, the Lions, my God, are they ever going to do something smart? You just gave this guy who's probably going to be the uh, another meathead six years. You get to pay him. And who did, who did we hire as the GM there? Uh, the guy who was, I think he was in the on the Rams staff. I, I forget his name. As a GM, as a GM, is yeah. He, is he an is he an African American? I believe he fellow? is. Yes. And then Falcons has hired a forty year old uh, Fontenot. Yes. He, he also made an odd hire as his head coach. Arthur, so, did did you see the the uh, sit down that was on Twitter with Arthur Smith? Let's just say he's got the cliches down, but he doesn't have the delivery down. It was as unimpressive no as a, we're going to go out there, and you know it's going to be a great room. A, locker room that we're going to have and we're going to give 100 percent. it's like oh my god i got a question for you yep with his split loyalties do you think chip scoggins is going to attempt to get pj pj fleck to Ooh. go to tennessee and fix the vols i don't think PJ- they'll pay, they're one of the few colleges that'll pay him what he's making here yeah that's true Let, uh, although i would wa- i would want no part of that program if I'm PJ, that ain't where I'm going. I think he want to goes to the he wants to go to the big leagues, though, doesn't he? AF, at, and you know, SEC West, baby. Let's oh go. boy, you'd get. Oh, I no, mean, they're East. They're SEC East. Yeah, he can win the East. But Pat, they're a such a mess. 
Mississippi, Mississippi State, Alabama, LSU. I can find Arkansas. it. Are they east or west? Tennessee? I'll find it. I'll I'm find sure. it. But, I think they're west. But, I Pat, they're a there. mess. They are such a mess. They are in the east. Yeah, but you ever been there? No. You got a, you got a river right there. They come up there in boats, man. They come up, They got the Vol Navy. They walk up the hill. See, Jared Porter. Hours. Jared Porter coming up. Hey, I got some got free time. thousand seats. <laughs> Sid, be, Sid be the columnist down there. He could say, we could have sold 100,000 seats for this one. And he'd be right. The stadium's big enough. So the only time I was ever there was for, for football was for uh, the Rocket. When the Rocket came in there mm. with Notre Dame. Oof, that was, and Tennessee beat them. But uh, you saw a little anti-Catholicism come out that day down there in Tennessee. Them Baptists were ready for the Irish. I'll tell you, that was something. That was something. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Tennessee, they might make a run. Poor Chip, know? though. Poor Chip. Poor Chipper. Yeah. Grew up a Vols fan. Peyton. I had no idea that you know they they took the plunge of a saving assistant and the guy they got you know Georgia got the good one Kirby Smart. Yep as big a jackass as he is. And but Jeremy Bruins just a moron, I guess. And so. cheated, right? And not yeah, nothing worse than a cheater who loses, is there? Like, oh God, yeah. There's no excuse cheating, for that. Cheating and losing. I'm pro cheating, uh, but you've got to win. Yeah, I am too. Go ahead and I, cheat. Yeah, go ahead and cheat. What the hell? That's that's true. Uh so your hockey team uh made a big trade. Yes, we we continue we continue to affect the culture in the room to, to use your favorite terms. Uh, Veteran guy Bill won two Garin. cups. Bill Guerin is just saying culture because he heard it somewhere. You know what? He, he doesn't does, knows nothing about culture. I give him credit. I don't think he uses that term, but he continues to stockpile guys who won cups in Pittsburgh with him. In 2006, oh. what back to back they won cups in 16, kind of like 17. Tibbs with the X Bowl. Yes, going. Yes. taking him to the Eastern Conference Finals or something. That was correct. He's got he's got that affinity for. You know what, Judd? Though I was looking at the divisional setups. There's no reason that this team can't get to, through the first round at least in the playoffs. Through the first round, the, yeah. How so? The other half of the West. Who's in with us? Canada or no? 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 Uh, the Blues, the Golden Knights, the Avs. No, no, but I mean, then the other, who's the other part of the conference? It's not. You, you're oh, gonna, so you're just going to play your division. It's not. So so what? So one plays oh, so four. You got four division champions and then one one through 16? No, it's, it, it's, four, it's four division champs, and, and in each division, it's going to be one versus four, two versus three. Oh, so the wild, the wild would probably play the Abs if it was one four, and they've got I don't think no chance. So yeah, so they'll play interdivision teams. Will then play each other again in the playoffs, and then I believe once that's done, they reseed again. Yeah. So yeah, but you got the Blues. Four. They only got three decent teams, right? Yeah. But in the first round, if you play the the Abs or Vegas, see you later. Yeah, but why would they play? Oh, Vegas. I guess that's right. Yep. Vegas is so. Yeah, but but. They should make I, I the playoffs. Was thinking that when I looked at the standings today, that they were in with Detroit and those. That, no, that division, that's the central. That division's terrible too. Oh yeah, that the one. The one the Blackhawks are in that division's terrible. And Pat, the Blackhawks are awful. Yes, well, they're paying the price. Awful. Hurt too, right? He's got something, some mysterious ailment. 
He's not hurt. He's got a mysterious ailment that they don't. They have not revealed what's wrong. I don't like that. That's not good. <laughs> here, mysterious ailments are not good. In 2000, I'd rather have an ailment that we know what it is. In 2020, 21, I really don't because a lot goes wrong these days. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that, goes- is, that is true. Hey, Don Sutton died now. My God, can we stop yeah, this? Yeah, my God, another, uh, took me a long time to vote for him. I don't know, I just, he was a 300-game winner who never dazzled you, you know. Jim Cott, easily as good as Don Sutton. Okay. Right? It took me a long time, but I think the last couple of years he was on the ballot, I did vote for him. I said, ah, that many innings and 300 wins. Never, uh, Never encountered him, really. Never, uh, you know, I never was around him or talked to him. Or He was, yeah, I covered a World Series or two there, but I never had any dealings with him. But, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, he's only 75, too, right? Yeah, cancer, I guess. It's amazing the way the Hall of Famers, but, you know, I was talking to somebody about that who's near my age, and he said, Patrick, this is what happens when you're in your seventies. <laughs> People that you know are dying. <laughs> yeah. Know? And he said, and when it's you, people will say, Oh, Ricey died. Huh? Okay. Well, that's <laughs> about time, you know? Tell him we're it's used to sit. He made it to a hundred. Yeah. I mean, part of it is obviously the pandemic and everything going on, but the other part is, you know, all these guys are dying. Now I say, I knew him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I covered him. I watched him. I was covering the World Series. He was in. He was my hero. All that stuff. So yeah, you know, it, that's what I guess. This is what we call life. Huh? Well, yeah, but it still seems like a lot to me. It uh, well, it is. There's I mean, no it's a lot it. since what last March started. Last yeah, March, well, you know, K-line. the trouble is every time you run across a name of somebody who's still alive, you know, like in her eighties or something, you say, hmm, I wonder how he's doing or she's doing, you know, yeah. you're, you're, uh, you're always curious as to whether they're going to make it through the week or not. So you're right, but that's not a good thing, yeah, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it is, uh, bad news, but, uh, uh, you know, the, I, I really think that American sports has to kind of try to write some about it. They really need to take a look at themselves here with Porter, with the NFL, you know, you can't have a sport. I said this yesterday that 70% of the athletes are black mm-hmm. and you're going to have, if you're lucky, you're going to have three head coaches. It's if Bay enemy gets a job here or somebody or Les Fraser gets a job, you're going to have three good. You can't have a sport where 70% of the players are black and you hire six new coaches and one of them's black and, and you're just, randomly throwing darts at the board to hire white 38 year old white guys. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I, I don't buy it. I hate to be the big, you know, race baiter, but right. uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's time for the Deshaun Watsons to get up and raise hell. Well, and then you what, know? and then what's so in fury, fury eating or weird about it too, though, is all of the talk that, you know, when, when George Floyd happens, right. We get yeah. all of this. We're going to put something in the end zone, and we need to be more inclusive and blah, blah, blah. And then to your point, you know, you you hire Dan Campbell and some guy who, who was yeah. uh, D.C. for the Rams who looks like he's 15. 
That's the thing and, that. And by and by the way, the Texans aren't hiring Eric Bieniemy. Deshaun Watson is. Yeah. If if that's, that's if that's what happens, the only way they can keep him or get value for him is is the only way they can keep him is to get Eric Bieniemy or maybe Les Fraser. That's not because the Texans have suddenly become this enlightened organization, the same organization who fired the best communications director in the league because she tweeted that she was happy Kamala Harris got elected vice president because she didn't fit the right wing culture down there. Yeah. Well, and you gave Bill O'Brien the GM job when he was your coach and you knew he was a buffoon. (laughs) Like, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, I wonder uh, is he is he going to get saved by Saban? Is you think Saban will take Pruitt back? I doubt it. With no, I don't think he'll take Pruitt back. But I think he he was talking to O'Brien about the OC job, right? Oh, was he? Yeah, I think yeah. I think he because because um, the, the guy left for Texas, Sarkeesian left for Texas, yeah. right? And so well, I saw Brian's name service. He loves being the rehabber of second chance coach. Just like Knight tried to do with uh, assistant coaches, Norm Ellenberger and and Tate's Lock, some of the biggest cheaters in college history, make them assistant. Knight hired them? Not, not get them new jobs, but he would, you know, they wouldn't get new jobs, but they'd be his assistants for a while. So kind of the Saban's kind of, but Saban's getting these guys jobs, you know. Oh, like yeah. Rehabbing them. So. Absolutely. All right, sir. We'll talk uh, to you right, later, okay? Guys. Great day in America. Big That's right. Big Inauguration day. Bye. Bye. Talk <laughs> to you. All right, Mackie and Judd, we are uh, done for today. Check out, of course, our show in uh, Purple Daily as well. And Judd's Hockey Show, which we're going to record oh, yeah. today. Talk to you.